Welcome to the Midwest Horror Network's October 2020 special, where we're dissecting all of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Today we are covering Treehouse of Horror 5 from Season 6, and if no TV and no beer makes you go crazy, hit that like and subscribe before we go any further. <laughs> Alright, B-Man with the cool catchphrases. It's <laughs> what I do sometimes. Snap the fingers um, Drek you. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this is the fifth Treehouse of Horror, and I think it's probably the best one we've watched so far. We, you can all tell that we're in a lot better of a fucking mood with, the, with this yeah. particular episode. Uh, yeah, th this might actually be my favorite Treehouse of Horror overall. It's pretty Definitely damn good. Yeah. Hey, Brandon, you want to tell everybody who's with us? Uh, we are with Mark, David, and Zach, the usual four. Who cares? We're here to talk about Simpsons. <laughs> They're going to figure it out. If anybody else is Brandon. new with us, we'll let you know. But it's mostly just going to be us. I think we've established all four of us are going to be doing these Treehouse of Horror episodes. Fair enough. So let's just get right into it. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, this is a very strong episode. And actually a very kind of brief uh, intro. Not the shortest one they've done, but... Considering how short of an intro it is, they actually packed in a lot before we got to the three stories. Uh, we start with Marge's typical warning, but she's interrupted in her warning with a piece of paper stating that this year's show is so scary, Congress won't even let them show it. So instead, they suggested the 1947 Glenn Ford movie, 200 Miles to Oregon. And then it actually cuts to a black and white clip of a stagecoach go in with western music and then uh it that statics out and then the um the uh, sound peaks from outer limits show up and bart tells us all that they are in control of what we see and hear for the next half hour and homer gets a little carried away with the fact that he can see his voice on tv and bart tells him that he's ruining the mood and introduces us to the simpsons halloween special we are then brought into the graveyard, and we get our final funny tombstone, which is a tombstone that says funny tombstones. Yep. No more funny tombstones. That is the last one. And then we get a couple tableaus going. We have Mo hanging himself from a tree, but then opens his eyes. We get Patty and Selma as witches getting burned at the stake, and they use the flames to light their cigarettes. And then we have Bart chopping off Skinner's head with a guillotine. And Skinner gives him the thumbs up that he's ready for it. And then we have these sort of like mishmashed zombie Simpsons made up of the different parts of each other. They sit on the couch and then they trade some of their parts with each other. End of intro. Um, pretty good intro. A lot happened in it. Um, what's funny about it is that the whole Congress not letting them show it uh so congress was actually coming down on the simpsons at that time and because of last year's halloween special there was like it's too violent so then david merkin who was the showrunner at the time just said you know what screw you congress i'm gonna make this the most violent disgusting episode of simpsons i can possibly make how did they accomplish that it, I don't think it was really the the, the most violent and yeah. disgusting. It was enjoyable as hell. Yeah, there, there was some there was gross some stuff in it. Yeah. Hey. Oh well, yeah, yeah. No, the, the, we'll get. We'll talk about the third. It started the third from that. Yeah. 
Third segment, yeah. I, I'll give you the third segment. Start from the beginning. And you get a character that's killed with an X in all three segments. Yeah. Poor Willie. Yeah. <laughs> Willie. Oh, yeah. Um, we're done with the wraparounds. No more wraparounds. We just have the three segments now. So let's nice. just hop right into it. Uh, our first segment is The Shinning, which is a spoof of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. <laughs> Mark, tell us about The Shining. The, uh, the Shining is obviously a direct parody of The Shining, um, but you have to say Shining, otherwise you might get sued, <laughs> um, uh, which is a great bit. Um, honestly, it is almost The Shining beat for beat. Literally, is like there's a couple of great gags at the, at the very beginning with, um, with Homer um, and the kids all in the car. And they you know, and say, hey, did you leave the front door um, unlocked? Dope. And he has to go back next day. Like, did you also close the back door? Dope. Next day. And then they say, we left Grandpa at the gas station. And then they just keep going. Because um, why, Why you know, leaving elderly people at the gas station is hilarious. Um, Especially after you've already made the trip twice over. Yep, because comedy comes in threes, folks. Um, then they obviously meet up with um, uh, Mr. Burns um, uh, and Smithers. And they are the, the owners of the hotel, and they say, hey, you know, um, uh, <laughs> for some reason they think it's a good idea um, to take all the beer and cut out the cable, even though the last um, <laughs> caretaker had murdered his entire family. He's like, well, sir, isn't it, isn't it possible that this might be the actual cause of it? He's like, well, I'll tell you what, when we, if we come back and the entire mur- family is murdered, then I'll owe you a Coke. Um, uh, then they drive away. Yep. Oh, then, don't forget the tour of the hotel. When the blood, oh, yeah, the, oh, when, yeah. oh, when the yeah. blood comes the out of the comes elevator, <laughs> usually the blood the gets the, off of the second floor. The um, uh, yeah, there's um, a lot of great shining bits, and then obviously uh, Bart runs into Willie and figures out that he can do the shinning. You mean um, shining? That I, you want to get sued? The um, uh, so and they of course uh, figure that all out. And then Homer, realizing that there is no cable or beer in the entire place, begins to go insane. Obviously, a couple of really good bits um, about him axing down a couple of doors and making a couple of funny bits about 60 Minutes. And here's Johnny, here's, David Letterman. Oh, the whole nine Goes years. through the whole 60 Minutes thing. Pretty much. Um, and then it accumulates into a giant chase out in the middle of the woods. Um, uh, Bart shines or shins over to Willie. Willie shows up. Um, he gets axed in the back, but he doesn't. Right have, away. Right away, <laughs> but he has a portable TV. Uh, with him, and they give it to Homer. Homer eventually calms down. They all hang out outside as a family and watch the TV, and they all get frozen and essentially die out in the middle of the woods. But they have the TV with them, and that's the important part. Um, I love a happy ending. Yeah, of course. The, by the shining glow of the television set. Um, this was funny. This was, this was actually among all of the direct parodies that they have done this is the best one maybe it's because i'm a little biased and i really love the shining you're not alone in that thought but actually a lot of people consider this to be the best trails of horror segment well i wasn't even going that far but like this section is the best of the parody section i think so Um, it was i was really good um i really enjoyed it i laughed um i enjoyed the energy of it it was it was a lot of fun you got uh, a few cameos in there as well when they broke Homer out of the uh, meat locker. You see okay. Freddy, you see Pinhead, <laughs> you see Dracula, the mummy. But, no, Homer, are you eating in there? I was like, yeah. Homer, some of the ghouls are concerned that the project isn't moving forward. Can't murder now. 
eating or crying out loud. <laughs> the uh, yeah, this is a fun episode. This it was it was just a fun episode. My favorite the, part is, like, uh, he didn't actually get hit by the bat. He just looked in the mirror and was like, ah. Oh yeah, the, 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 my favorite my, my favorite like cutaway gag though was um, break glass in case your spouse goes insane. Yeah, and the, uh, when Homer actually entered the scene at that moment. He does actually have that Stanley Kubrick glare of like the head looking down, but the eyes looking up. So just that attention to detail there is pretty sweet. And uh, when he's watching TV before he goes uh, see Mo, um, Maggie's playing with some blocks, and the blocks spell out red rum. Wow, that is a detail I did not catch. The, uh, but yeah, Mo is pretty funny. I think your family would be happy, you know, being ghosts. I don't know. You don't seem that happy. He's like, yeah, I'm freaking happy. I'm happy to be a ghost. La, 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 Now erase your family, I'll give you a beer. <laughs> okay. The, uh, yeah, it was a fun episode. I, I, a fun segment. I, I, I dug this one. I feel a hell of, I have felt a hell of a lot better than I did about the last episode. I can tell you that. David? I enjoyed this episode a lot. It's one, definitely one of my favorites. Nice. nice. Like, I've watched pretty much all the Treehouse of Horror all the way to like the 12th. The 13th season, so I remember a lot of this stuff. But yeah, this episode is definitely one of my favorites. The funniest bit was the whole lawsuit thing. Do you want to get sued, Sonny? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, the, but other than that, I mean, this segment just, meh. The, uh... It's probably didn't have the Grady twins in this one, but you're going to only put yeah, so much. Yeah, the twins. Yeah, that would that I mean, I would have at least appreciated, like, at least a minute. Yeah, worth yeah which, twins. I mean, you do have Sherry and Terry as characters, so it's... It's not like they didn't have any characters to yeah. pull. Which actually, the Grady twins are not actually twins. Everybody calls them twins because they dress alike. But yeah. actually, there, there, is a, there is an age difference between the two girls. <laughs> yes, like one of them. Everybody shorter. forgets that. Man, all right. Yeah. Well, regardless. The, uh, regardless. Yeah, this was good. The, yeah. um... Um, I was in a hell of a lot better place with this one than I was with the last one. And it's one of those that's just so quintessential. Like, I feel like there's not a whole lot to talk about with this one. It's no, a very it's straightforward, parody. shining parody. Yeah. See it. Done really well. Um, Watch it. Yeah, and I highly recommend the episode as a whole, and this was a good start to it. Yep, absolutely. Um, Number two. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that was quick. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed in us. Yeah, dude. Ones. I mean, like, dude, how many times have we talked about the fucking Shining on this podcast? This is true. There's not much more we could say about <laughs> the, the Shining. The Shining, yeah. the Shining. You know what? Just take our opinions on the 1980 Shining movie. Copy, paste. You have our opinion on this. With Pretty the exception much. of me, because I thought The Shining was better than this. Well, I mean, you have a seven-minute segment compared to a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Fair enough. <laughs> the, 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 yeah. That is an accurate statement. So... All right, Zach, you get the next segment, Time and Punishment. <laughs> All right, so it starts off very weirdly because somehow Homer's dumbass gets his hand stuck in a fucking toaster. <laughs> and I don't know how. And yeah, he does it, it twice. Like three and, times, actually. And the second time, I still don't know how. Because he chucks the fucking thing across the room, and yet it's still on his hand when he's laying across the fridge. I it, think that's the screw you type of humor from David Merkin. Either way. <laughs> so he essentially destroys the toaster. He brings it to the basement, takes it apart, repairs it, turns it into a fucking time machine somehow, puts a piece of toast in it to test, gets sent back to prehistoric era, dinosaurs, all that shit. I don't know what the technical The time before are. dinosaurs weren't just confined to zoos. Yes. <laughs> so 
He, re he recalls a saying from his father at his wedding, don't step on anything, don't do anything, because no matter what, you're probably going to fuck up the future one way or another. So, of course, he steps on a mosquito. Or no, slaps Slaps a mosquito it. on his shoulder. He's just like, well, that's going to suck. Uh, all right, let's see what happens. Toaster, the toast piece comes up because it's finished now. It sends him back to the future or whatever. And apparently Ned Flanders rules the world somehow. <laughs> I, th that's the big thing I'm just curious about. It's like, all right, how the hell did killing that mosquito lead to Flanders? <laughs> Flanders ruling the world. It's oh, this Lord. strange it's dystopia terror. where he demands everybody be hoodly doodly happy. <laughs> and if you're not, you go to re-education camps, get lobotomized, and just get sent back home to... In education. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, dear Jesus, yeah. why? Is that really what it's yeah. said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Re-education. Oh, Zach, what do you think his life choices right now? God, definitely a funny bit in that... Um, Area there. So it's yeah, like, re they go to re-education, son of a bitch. Yeah, I got like the hooks on there. Uh, yep. Make them smile. Like a permanent smile to. just slapped across their faces. They're getting lobotomized. Dude, like, fucking Homer the guy next to him. What are you smiling at? <laughs> what the fuck are you smiling at? <laughs> so yeah, Homer runs. He's getting chased by three dogs. Pulls out three sausages. If I eat these, I'll run faster. You know, instead of throwing the sausages as a distraction, he eats them, and then he turns into a fucking bullet, essentially. That, 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 that is the quintessential David Merkin-type humor there that I tried to explain during yeah. the last episode. You think it's going to be one thing, but it's really something else. So, yeah, he goes back to the house, puts the toast in, and lands back into the prehistoric era before dinosaurs were put in zoos. Runs into a T-Rex. Runs... Falls on a fish that looked like it made land for the first time, and when he get... <laughs> what the fuck happened when he got back this time? I forgot. That was... What was that one? That was the kids are giant. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. Everyone is essentially giant. They tear the... The kids tear the roof off the house. Hey, look, it's a bug that looks like that. They're trying to crush him, kill him, destroy him. He runs back into the basement. Boom. Uh, is this the one where he sneezes? Yeah, he yeah. sneezes. So he sneezes and essentially it causes a mass extinction of all dinosaurs. The Tyrannosaurus falls over, then the Stegos, then the Longnecks, then the fucking Pteranodons. It's like, Jesus and by, and, Christ. And by the way, folks, this is the moment where Zach laughed out loud and we witnessed it. We can hear him laughing among all of us as they all went down like town notes. And Horace is like, this is going to cost me. <laughs> it's literally the smartest Homer has ever been in his entire life. Goes back, and is this the one where everybody's rich or is this? Yep. Yeah. So he goes back. Everyone's rich. He has like a Camaro or something. The kids are smart. Dinner's ready. He's got the fanciest house of the world. Marge, he asks Marge, hey, can you give me a donut? The fuck's a donut? Ah! Runs back and it starts raining donuts. Oh, it's raining again. And then it changes like 20, 30 times to different things as it goes down the line. Yep, and actually, yeah, you before, go from like the Flintstones that, house, the boot from before Mother Goose. All that, um, oh, yeah, he, he starts destroying. So when he gets back, he starts beating the shit out of him. No, no, no. Before that, it's the one where it's um, Groundskeeper Willie says, You're still not in your own world. Now I can get you back, but you have to do exactly as I say. Oh, right. And Maggie oh, yeah, asks him in the back. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. and and she says, Maggie, Maggie takes out the thing. It's like, This is a really messed up universe. Did Voiced she... by James Earl Jones. Which, yeah. which did not think of James Earl Jones, thought of the Allstate guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> So yeah, he's going back, he's going through like 50 different switches. You just see the house go from like 
the mother boot goose, uh, the Flintstones, a sphinx with Bart's face on it. <laughs> the oh my. It's like what? <laughs> oh, an igloo. Oh yeah, it's an igloo. Dude, I love it when he just loses his shit. He's like, I'm gonna take out everything, everything now. Yeah. Fuck it all. <laughs> Comes back, everything's normal with the exception of the fact that everybody has lizard tongues now. Just close like, yeah, fuck it, close enough. Uh, we also got our King Kodos appearance as well. That one also felt very forced. Because it's another <laughs> seven minute laughing segment. It's like, okay guys, you, you really need to like, not do this. This on is a, stupid. On a joke that really doesn't age well, because a lot of people don't know that comic strip. Mr. Peabody. Mr. Peabody. Yeah. They, they, they don't. Like, that too. So like there's there's just some jokes that are gonna are gonna still be timeless, like the HBO joke that will always be timeless, but then there's jokes like this that you go, that's a product of I'm still of the amazed 90s. by the fact that that HBO joke is still Still works. Yeah. It's like still fucking wow. Works. Oh yeah. Who would have thought? The uh this by far is this might be this might be one of my favorite uh, favorite segments of this whole. I don't know if it's my favorite, shindig. but it's definitely one of the best ones. The um, uh, it's definitely better than the last fucking episode. Oh, dude, I do yeah. so much better. Than this the episode last. was like nonstop. It was like hit, 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 hit. 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 You know what? That's I, probably why. You know, though, I think maybe the removal of the the wraparound yeah. helped with that. Just then, I think so because it gives that just that. Enough extra. extra time just to give it a little more development. A little, a little extra gear. Yeah. But yeah, this... I wouldn't even say that. You know, Homer wasn't a complete fucking moron like he usually is. And that does help. That's one of the reasons why I hate Homer so much is because he's the dumbest fucking character. No. SpongeBob is the dumbest fucking character in existence. Kill him. But why? Homer, he's like right there. Fucking SpongeBob sucks. He <laughs> literally makes kids dumber. The, uh, anyway. It's moving. a proven fact, David. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> the um, uh, but uh, yeah, this is a great, uh, great beat uh, segment. This is uh, yeah. this is damn. Right. Yeah, it's. I love this one too. It takes a little bit to get going, but once it gets going, it just it does not stop. No, it's just bam, bam, bam. I'm like this, yeah, this is definitely a lot more energy here. So, um, uh, segment three. Nope, segment three. Segment was... three is nightmare cafeteria, and yeah. we are. Blowing through these ones, dude. Oh, I yeah. mean, like, I, this I, one's I, gonna be kind of short too. Wasn't really yeah. a lot going on. I mean, it, it was just it was one of those things that's like it, like these. We're also moving into more of a strat of a review rather than a blow by blow. But mm-hmm. like, but like, this was one of those ones that like I don't have anything to say, but it was great. Yeah. Go watch it. The um, but yeah, the and then the third this one. One's, this was fun. I like this one a lot. Yeah. This is really interesting. We'll push a, little, uh, we, a couple boundaries there. Yeah, it does. Um, a little dark humor here and there, but that's a Simpsons on the dark. Yeah, <laughs> but we we start at uh, elementary school there. Um, Skinner realizes that the detention hall is getting a little crowded, so he's trying to figure out what to do with that. So he starts up a uh, sec a second like uh, setup for detention in the lunchroom, while still trying to figure out what to do with that um, being overcrowded. Lunch ladies reduced to using F grade meat to feed the students. Mostly contains like, circus animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just freaking gross. But um, the a lunch lady Doris is getting ready to serve um, some lunch, and uh, I think Jimbo's one of the bullies. I think it's yep. Jimbo, right? He trips the lunch lady, and then the sauce kind of falls on Jimbo, and uh, Principal Skinner goes and 
for some reason takes his finger and takes the sauce and licks it. And this is pretty good. And finally figured out what to do with the uh, overcrowded detention. He's just gonna basically feed and kill these kids and feed them for lunch. Or serve them for lunch, basically. Solves yeah. his problem and solves the, the meat issue for lunch lady. <laughs> so they have, uh, it's the next lunch uh, day, they have Jimbo burgers. Sloppy Jimbos. Sloppy, sloppy Jimbos. And Bart and uh, Milhouse realize that Jimbo's not there to take their lunch money. And they're trying to figure it out. And Uter cuts in line. They have another uh, Jimbo burger. And Skinner's like, hey, did you just cut in line? It's like, yeah. Hmm. Oh, wait, no, he got pissed because like, hey, that's your like second or third serving. He's like, you're, you're going through them, but you're getting uh, nice and plump and, plump and juicy. juicy and tender. <laughs> uh, but you couldn't lie, didn't you? Like, yeah. All right, go to detention. For how long? For how long? Seven delicious. Seven minutes per pound. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's so messed up. But yeah, um... After that, the next day they serve. Uh, there's a uh, it's called Uter Uterbraten. Which one? Oktoberfest, Oct- but they're serving Uterbraten. Yeah, Uterbraten. <laughs> Freaking messed up. <laughs> yeah, and then and then they get uh, um, uh, Mill. I think what was it like? One of the kids, yeah, Millhouse and <coughs> Lisa and Bart are the only ones left. Yeah, yeah but before those three, Wendell and Ralph are the only kids left. Yeah, but they're trying to one they're trying to figure out what's going on and why the students are missing. So they're trying to investigate, and then they realize what's going on. I don't really that, realize uh, that Skinner scheme. outright kind of tells. Them. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he's like these dumbass jokes. Yeah, and then you know it doesn't help Isn't that the kids are in cages. in all of us. <laughs> yeah, he does. A little, he he so, does give a little hints that the, you know he's feeding. I've got a gut feeling Uter is around here somewhere. Yeah. Oh, oh god! You could oh, say I... we just ate Uter and he's in our <laughs> stomachs right now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, scratch that last one. Yeah, Lots basically all the teachers are in on it because they're like when they're doing the um, Jimbo burgers, they're all in their um, teachers, faculty, or whatever eating. The burgers and they're like this is pretty good and then Skinner's like remember when I told Jimbo that one day I would make something out of him and then um uh what the teacher's name Krabappel Krabappel it's like are you telling me that this is you know Jimbo you're feeding us Jimbo's like points at his nose like yep and they all laugh Jesus <laughs> like okay and they continue eating and they continue eating the uh, Jimbo burgers or sloppy Jimbo's. So, but yeah, um, Lisa and Bart trying to figure out um, what's going on, and they see the kids in detention in cages. And then Skinner turns outside, he's like, oh, those are the free cage uh, kids. The free range. <laughs> the free range kids. And then uh, at one point, they, they figured out that Bart and Lisa are, at this point, the teachers are fat, by the way. Like, her is in the classroom edging for one of these kids to make a mistake. So yep, their gets, homework's to eat a stick of butter. Yeah, so they could send them to detention. And, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> the guy gets very Sweeney Todd there. Yeah, it does. Bit. But then, um, obviously, they figured out that Bart and Milhouse and Lisa um, know their scheme. They get cornered by, like, a food processor. I think it's, like, down, down below or whatever. Yeah. Milhouse falls in it. And then uh, Willie tries to come in and save them. And, and then gets axed again. in the back. Again. Damn. For the third time in this episode. And then they both 
eventually fall in the processor. Bart wakes up from the nightmare. And Marge is like, oh, it's okay. It was just a nightmare. There's nothing to be afraid of except for the uh, fog that turns people inside, inside out. out. <laughs> and I guess the fog steeps into the uh, window. Stupid cheap weather stripping. Yeah. <laughs> turns their bodies inside out. Which Mark reacted to that one pretty harshly. Gross. I think the audio. Yeah, I, was like, yeah. I don't even remember what my reaction was. Was it, uh, was it, uh, or? Well, it was like an, oh, God. Yeah, yeah well, I, well, that was also that, and then also the musical number at the end. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was reacting really... to as well. No, no, you reacted like as they were turning inside. Yeah, out. you did. Oh, well, you know, it was, it, you know what, it was pretty good. It was pretty, yeah. it was pretty good effect. Um, and the then audio it was sold ruined, it, though. Then it was ruined by a musical number at yeah. the end. Yeah. The special effects definitely sold it. I like the musical number. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Especially because Bart, like, got attacked by a little Santa's helper. Yeah, which actually, I ha- this is the first time I've noticed this, but before Santa's little helper drags Bart away off screen, he freaking tears into him. Yeah, he does. Like, he takes a He's chunk out, and there's just, like, a little blood splatter. <laughs> yep. The uh, and I by the way I love that that um, there's actually like a mini blood spatter like when they're like walking and dancing yeah. which is kind of really but cool. I mean, this is like an all out like oh yeah just bites a chunk out of him I think I was the only one laughing at that part uh, the uh, <laughs> which uh, the, the whole uh, inside out thing from the fog that's actually based on um, a radio drama called called the dark mm. it's about these two cops. That arrive at like this warehouse and they see this guy that's been turned inside out and then there's this other guy there and then there's this fog and then they get turned inside out the end huh okay all right i don't Good know story. why you were looking at me like i had something else to say like when i said nope. the end but, um yeah i really liked the, like yeah, I, have a, is... I have a hard time deciding which is the best one from these three because they all different. succeed in different ways. Like, one is a great parody of The Shining. Two is just wall-to-wall jokes. And this one was definitely the creepiest. Like, yeah. Lunch Lady Doris's facial expression when she arrives at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, getting ready to, like, kill the kids. Like, yeah. her face is scary as hell. It is. I guess it all depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, well, you get it. In the episode, like, Mark really likes, you know, Number two the jokes is- and making sure the jokes land. Maybe Zach with the gore, so maybe a third one would be... Three was disappointing. Yeah. Well, see? They all can't be winners. Yeah, all can't be winners. <laughs> the, um, yeah, this, hey, this is overall a much better fucking episode for me. Much better episode. Yeah. The, um, uh, this is actually a lot of, like, I'm, I'm actually trying to organize my funniest bits right now. But yeah, it was, it was pretty great. Yeah, that's going to be kind of uh, hard to choose. The, um, I got my, I got my three, though. The right. um, uh, so first episode is the joke about gre- uh, leaving grandpa at the gas station. The um, uh, and then second one is uh, um, it's probably when Homer loses his shit. Um, and then everything keeps changing over and over. And then also the dinosaur thing with the dominoes. <laughs> and then and then the other one, the third episode was Willie when he finally gets axed again. He's like, "Can you believe this happened a third time?" <laughs> the um, uh, yeah, those are my funniest, the funniest bits. Creepiest though was easy. Is is definitely the, the like the very yeah the, the whole thing with the inside out body. I was like, oh shit, hmm. that was the thing. I think eating the kids is pretty creepy. Yeah, I don't do it. Any specific moment? Creepy. Probably. I think the most messed up part was probably the um, Uter 
faster Uter dogs. <laughs> that was just kind of disturbed because it, it kind of was uh, more of a insult to them too because they're doing an Oktoberfest, which is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> like, a little bit. All that did was make me regret we didn't get Oktoberfest this year. <laughs> Ah, like seriously, it's such a fun time, and the food is amazing. So you kind of sympathize for Uter a little. Like I'm just like, like I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I don't get to do Oktoberfest this year. Fuck you guys. Um, Me and Wes you. are still pissed off about that. Really? <laughs> yeah, we love doing Oktoberfest. It's fucking awesome. Uh, David, what's your pick for funniest moment? Funniest moment? There's a few. Um, the one for the third episode, which is like the caged kids. And then Skinner turns out here's our free range <laughs> kid. Um, the dinosaur sneezing. Sneezing on the dinosaur ex- mass uh, extinction is one of my favorites for that episode. Also, when I think it's the third time Homer comes back to the future, he's got this little fancy house. Yeah. Got a, a Bentley or a Lexus or whatever. And he's like, What's a donut? And then, like, What's a donut? Do you guys know what a donut is? And he's like, no, there's no donut. He runs away, and then it's raining fucking donuts. So that's like, kind of fucking Marge funny. was like, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's raining again. Zach, funniest so and scariest would have been a perfect life. Well, funniest moment would be Domino Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scariest. Uh, oh. God, I hate this part. He's so desensitized. I really am. I'm just going to say fucking, I guess, I don't know. Children eating. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> children eating. Just but... children eating in general. Sure. <laughs> like the first, like the first segment where like Homer's eating and the monsters are all like Homer. Um, some of us think that this uh, scheme is not progressing, and us like uh, eating first, murder later. Oh, for the love of God, <laughs> just open the freaking solar door. Can't murder right now. <laughs> eating. Uh, my pick for funniest moment is I, I consider the dinosaur sneezing and the mansion and the what's donut it's raining again like I consider that whole segment to be all one mm-hmm. joke because when he thinks like he's gonna get a really bad future from True. the mass extinction, which leads to him being surprised with the mansion, which leads to him you know being really pleased with his future, asks for a donut. Get scared, and it's it, it just breaks my heart a little bit too. Because if you just waited, yeah, five more seconds, <laughs> what had a perfect freaking life, yeah, unlimited um, donuts. So I consider that whole chunk, both the dinosaur part and the mansion, to be all part of one larger joke that is just too funny. And then scariest, like I said, Lunch Lady Doris's facial expression at the end, terrifying. Um. But yeah, I think there is a good deal of funny and scary moments and creepy yeah. moments in this one. And some really good animation, especially when like they're turning inside out. Um, yeah. Pick for the worst segment. Who wants to go first on this one? Worst? Yeah. Worst um, episode one. Shinning? Yeah. It was just boring for the most part. With like one decent joke and that was about it. I'm, I still mm. like the shinning, but I will agree that yeah. that's the worst one, just because it is just a very straightforward parody, where I feel like segments two and three have way more of their own identity. I can't say it's the worst one, but it's definitely the least, my least favorite one. It wasn't terrible, 
I mean, there, there's there's only favorite. three segments to yeah. choose from. One of them has to come out on bottom. That one. Yeah, that one, absolutely. Favorite. It's just, every time they do one of these, like, we're going to rip something off. It's like, oh. Yeah, because for the most part, they, they try to stay true to the film, like today with King Homer. And or they just simplify it, which usually just degrades the quality. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. The, um... Wow. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm. I am gonna go with the first one just by default. But I will say that this, among all the different parodies that, it, that it's done, like I said at the beginning, this is the best one. Yeah. Out of and all. I of the don't think there's a bad segment in this entire episode. But mm. like I said, it's like when you have three really good ones, but you got to choose the best and the worst. There's only three. One has to come out on top. One has to come out on. At bottom. the very least, still not as bad as the Raven. <laughs> Screw you, Zach. <laughs> Hashtag the Raven sucks. Go in the corner. <laughs> is, that, is that? I think he's gonna say nevermore. Nevermore. Oh my god. Yeah, I <laughs> feel like I'm gonna do that for the next episode. Just to <laughs> you off. Just, just a, what a quote, uh, Edgar Allan Poe. I like how the first episode set the standard for worst episode so far. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Right, what about best or favorite segment from this episode? Time travel. Time travel, to to best best segment. I think I've yeah. said it three times, and already in this podcast, it's definitely number two for me. I kind of like. I'm just gonna go and say number three for me. He's gonna be different. <laughs> he has to be an individual. <laughs> I am my Fuck own you. person. <laughs> I am my own. Being. I don't know. I thought that was the most messed up part. Or messed up segment out of all three. That's probably the one they went full on into horror. Dark. Yeah. Or their. Yeah, that, that's the one. Of the something I wanted so to see. Yeah. Finally, for you know, waited what five episodes to see something like that. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I really am between two and three, um, but I think the uh, the whole "it's raining again" moment just tips time and punishment a little for me towards the best. Yeah. And it was also a really good kind of spoof inspired by a Ray Bradbury short story, uh, "Sound of Thunder." Um, I don't know if any of you have ever read that one. No. So it's about, um, there's this company that lets people travel back in time, and they go back, and it's like tour groups, time travel tour groups, and they go back in time to um, the time of the dinosaurs, and actually it's a hunting trip, but they're only allowed to shoot or, and kill pre-approved like dinosaurs or animals that were about to die anyway. So that way the timeline doesn't get uh, messed up. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so let me guess, Brandon. Somebody does something they're not supposed to do. Somebody steps off of the path, the predetermined path, and just gets some mud on his shoes. And when they get back, everything is different. But when he looks at his shoes, he actually stepped on a butterfly. Oh. Mm. Damn. Yeah. He fucked up. It's a good short story. Literally the butterfly effect. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Oh, Hey-o. But yeah, um, but better. So yeah, David kept us from being unanimous, but I can't really blame him for this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a really strong Halloween episode from The Simpsons. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we've got some really good ones coming up as well. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, any final thoughts before we say goodbye to our audience for today? Yeah, this one was a great episode. This is great. By far the best one so far. This is great. See it, man. <laughs> squirrels 13 year old no he's not impressed by anything alright 
So that is Treehouse of Horror 5. Uh, give us a like and subscribe if you like hearing our opinions on this. Also check out our main podcast at Midwest Horror Network, The Nightmares Podcast. And follow us on our social medias at Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Midwest Horror Network. And you can also follow us on Slasher. And also, of course, check out our narrative show, uh, uh, Living Nightmares. Um, all about real life experiences. We have currently have three episodes up right now with a fourth one on its way. Uh, the uh, very, very exciting stuff. And like I said, if you could like, share, and subscribe like Brandon was saying. And also, uh, we do have a donation on Anchor and Spotify. Any donations you do provide to this channel will go directly towards all of our creative endeavors. So anything that you can provide will be great so we can still continue to bring you all of this awesome, awesome content. Very well said. All right, we can't wait for you guys to hear what we have to say about Treehouse of Horror 6. In the meantime, help yourselves to a sloppy Jimbo. Happy October. <laughs>